Alright, here we go, and in three, two, one. Yippee-ki-yay, mother... Welcome to the party, pal! Welcome to Yippee-ki-yay, mother podcast classic... <laughs> What we're going to do now is uh, a round of films, our, our favorite holiday films, and I spun the wheel and I got my picture came up, so I get to do the film. You got this to pick, week, which Wait, is uh, is uh, this never seen holiday films or film? no, no holiday films? You can be whatever you want. I mean, if okay. you've never seen one, you want to bring it, bring it. But I brought a Christmas Story Christmas, which is the new Christmas Story movie that came out on HBO Max this year. Uh, Chris, have you somebody, seen this before? Had I seen it before? Yeah. No. Okay, just, just no. So we'll just, do this. We'll do this review, and then we'll do what you watch after the review of this film. Okay. Yeah. Um, Chris, I did want to mention that uh, I think as a lot of you may know that uh, Kirstie Alley passed away rather suddenly um, yesterday at the age of seventy-one after a yeah. relatively short battle with the uh, with cancer. Kind of a sad <laughs> thing to see there. I know most of you, or at least I know John, is like me and probably remembers her first from being. Um, in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. That's Hell the first yeah. Savick. 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 Yeah, as Lieutenant Savick. And, um, and then, of course, Cheers. Uh, she, you know, was brought in to replace uh, Shelley Long. And I thought good they replacement. I, was one say, I thought they did a good job in not making her just another romantic, yeah. um, you know, even though Sam was definitely trying to sleep with her, they didn't make her a romantic. They did not make them a romantic couple, at least – uh, in any real way on that show, which I thought was smart. And then, of course, you know, she was in the, a, a, a great trilogy of films, the Look Who's Talking film. I was just going to say, don't forget that set. Yeah. And so. Runaway, and Runaway with Tom Selleck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. a good film. That's yeah. a great film. Great and fat, fat actress. Such a comedian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's you know what's so good show. about her on Cheers? She started off as a very uptight corporate yep. uh, shill. A Vulcan, And almost. they made her... They they made her really goofy and slapsticky later on, and that she ended up winning an Emmy. She was really funny in that, and so different from Shelley Long. Yeah, she, I I was getting the Shelley Long thing was going awfully thin with me. Well, that, I think she was she, a welcome she relief. She was too long. Yeah, she stayed too long at the party. And I will say that I think I'm happy. Kirstie Alley is that she audited me audited me twice in um, Scientology. You know, so she was very what? good. I gained a lot. Of wait, 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 wait. Can we go back, back up a step? She audited you in. She audited you in Scientology. Yeah, she did my audit twice. You know, so I really learned a lot about myself. You know, with the cue meters and everything. You're lying now. She was in Scientology. But she you're lying about That's her true. auditing you. Oh, you know, on this show we don't lie, Sean. Did you just lie that story? Is that a lie? What movie did she do with? Um, um, who was no, in, she, was, uh, she wasn't as much of a has been. Who was in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? What's his name? I forget. It. Sidney, Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier. He, did that, Poitier. he did that movie where a serial killer and Christie Kirsty was uh, camping and oh, some guy oh, was selling oh, people God. off. Oh, yeah. Dennis Quaid. I saw that in the theater. No, not Dennis Quaid. It's Tom Berenger. Tom no, Berenger. Tom Berenger, right. You're thinking of Switchback. Right, Dennis not Quaid. that one. Switchback yeah. too. Anyway, that was the last, um, oh, is that Look Who's Dying? That was Look Who's Dying. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Scientology, and there's a thing that that may be what could have potentially killed her because she may not have t taken the, treatment the diagnosis necessary. treatment seriously. But oh. I tell well, you, she died from uh, first, she died from colon cancer. Yeah. So don't let any of your 
sort of puritanical fear of penetration prevents you from getting tested because right exactly everyone get tested get yourself scoped whatever your doctor says i had to do it to go to new orleans and i did it and i'm glad i did it yeah it only took him 60 years (laughs) all right uh so the film i brought is uh a christmas story christmas which is kind of the and the one that Sean watched with um, Daniel Stern was the original official uh, sequel. Uh, sequel, but what this I think called? is the that was that was uh, a direct sequel. Two. This is a Christmas direct story sequel. too. Okay. Was also I the, think that was the film we were supposed to watch. Yeah, well, yes. you didn't Christmas, listen to what I said. And there was a camping story. film with Charles. I think Grody. you might have been rubbing your your camera lens when I said which which uh, movie we were going to do. <laughs> I could and still hear. Right. Yeah, you were out of focus. Um, and there's also the one with Charles Grodin, My Summer. Yeah, that's when they went camping or something. Yeah, Mary Steensburden yeah. played the mother. This is uh, starring Peter Billingsley, the original Ralphie in the first one. Let me just tell Who you. Who produced it, produced it with Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, they're buddies. Yeah. Uh, Billingsley yeah. directed that um, uh, couple's retreat, <laughs> that, that yeah. vacation film they did. Um, that we ripped off as marriage retreat. Yeah. In nineteen, was he in a Marvel Chris- movie or something too? Yeah, he was in Iron Man. Billingsley was. Yeah, he was also in Elf. Yeah, um, right. He was. Yeah, he was the head Elf. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my history with Christmas Story goes back when it, the year it came out. I forget what year that was. Eighty three, eighty four. I, I, I don't remember when the original one came out. But I went to a movie theater to see a different film, and that that other film gets sold out. So the only other choice I had was a Christmas Story, which I had never heard anything about. So I get in there, and of course the kid's name is Ralphie, and it reminded me of my. It definitely reminded me of my childhood, <clears throat> wrestling with my brothers and all that stuff. And I loved, loved, loved wrestling. Christmas story. Steve kicked the crap out of you. Yes, he, he didn't did. wrestle Ralph. Um, and, he gave him uh, a colonoscopy. And, and it was my number one favorite Christmas story, Christmas film until uh, the Turner oh, Channel actually. destroyed it by playing it 24 hours a day. <laughs> oh. and, well, you don't have to watch it for 24 well, hours. For some reason, I just lost interest. And then uh, Christmas Vacation became my favorite, and now that's running 24 hours a day, so yeah. I'm sure that's going to get ruined. Yeah. So when I heard about this sequel, I was a little bit uneasy skeptical. about Skeptical about whether this yeah. thing was going to be any good or not. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what my, where I ended up, but I'll just give you a little synopsis. So uh, Peter Billingsley plays Ralphie. <clears throat> has to go back. The old man passes away, and they keep showing pictures of Gary McGavin. Gary McGavin. Not um, Daniel Stern, who was his most recent father. That's right. Well, Peter Billingsley wasn't in that one. Um, and he has to go back to deal with his father's death the week of Christmas. And he has two kids of his own and a new wife. And his mother, played by uh, Julie Haggerty, not the original uh, uh, Belinda. I forget her name. Belinda Dillon. 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 Who's still, still alive, but could, didn't want but to do this Retired one, from retired. acting. So, uh, taken over by Julie Haggerty. And, uh, like I said, I was super skeptical. So he goes back to the hometown and it's all about, uh, reconnecting with his old friends, uh, Flick and, um, Schwartz. And there's other cameos that pop up. I don't know if we want to spoil this. I probably shouldn't because it's fairly new. There's some things yeah, that happen. Yeah, I, I don't think really we should. Yeah, I don't think we should spoil it. Well, are um, all, the, all the kids, uh, the, uh, you know, his childhood friends, are those all the same actors? Yes, the two of them. Yes, Farkas. Yeah, Far. I know yeah. Farkas is, and yeah, and uh, Flick and Schwartz, and they're all the same kids. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's his and week at home, great. and he's wrestling with his mother. Wants him to write an obituary for the old man. A lot of wrestling. It's how how his kids are dealing with um, Christmas. Uh, they don't have a lot of money. Some other things happen. They go to Higby's, and they you know they're they. 
It started out as almost Ralph, Ralph just read it off the uh, I I'm like good. you did the last one, okay? You're jumping all over the place. Okay. You want me to read it? He's doing a good job. Yeah, you might as well cuz you're skipping a big part of it. He's a writer. I just said yeah. it. Okay. No, no, okay. but you said he was writing. Okay, I'll just read it. Okay, John? Here yeah. we go. Yeah. This is very riveting television or YouTube, whatever this is. <laughs> it was okay the last one. Follow <laughs> Well, those people are going to watch us no matter what. What I'm sorry, what do you mean, those, those people? people? <laughs> wow. Our Indian audience is going to watch this. White what of you. Good, believe me, they're not going to watch this one, so they didn't hear that anyway. Follows the now adult Ralphie as he returns to the house on Cleveland Street to give his kids a magical Christmas. This is exactly what I've said. Like the old one he had as a child, reconnected with childhood friends and reconciling, reconciling the passing of the old man. It's exactly what I said. Now, like I said, I was worried that it was, they, 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 at the beginning, they were definitely hitting all the notes from the other one. Almost, almost too much, too, too alike what was going on. Um, and when I first saw Julie Haggerty, I'm like, Ugh, what, a, what she looks, I didn't, I didn't like the look, the whole thing. The kids were a little too precocious. Um, but as the movie went on, um, it, it was working on me. And I think, Ultimately, I had a very, very positive experience with this film. And I was, you know, John, you know, John and I are going through something with my dad right now. And the whole thing with the old man just connected to the way I'm feeling right now. And I have to say, I got choked up at the end when that, when that, when stuff happened. Um, I also fell in love with the woman playing his wife, uh, the actress. I, I don't know her name. I'll dig it up for you, but I, I, I just thought she was fantastic. And Julie Haggerty, her physical humor and her what she was doing was just fantastic. And and where I thought they were going to hit all the same notes, they kind of did, but they they took them in slightly different directions. Even his interaction with his two old friends, Flick and Schwartz, was a lot of fun. And the way he integrated his kids into the thing, and some things happen that get resolved. And you know, it's a happy Christmas film. And I just, I was totally enthralled by the film and I was cynical going in because I was worried they were going to just try to hit the same notes and they did, but they also didn't. And and I thought they did a very good job. And Peter Billingsley was, was really, really, really good. But again, his wife was a, the woman playing his wife was a standout for me. Um, so Sean, did you guys end up watching this one or did you, did you? Yeah. Skip it? But first let me say we watched, um, cause it bears on this. The first one we watched was Christmas Story 2, right. which is set when Ralphie is Older. seven years after the original. Yeah. Ralphie's 16. Yeah. And Daniel Stern plays the father. I can't remember who played the mother. Uh, Mary. Yeah. No, no, that wasn't Mary. I don't know. I don't know the actress who played the mother. And it just hit note for note for note for note. You know, I mean, it's sort of like they laid out the beat sheet and did the same thing. And um, so it was kind of like a Christmas story. The Force Awakens is basically what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> Got it. Well, there was a couple of times even where I thought I heard the boiler rumbling and I was waiting <laughs> for somebody to go and do that because Daniel Stern did that through that whole film. Yeah. It's a clinker. Yeah. And I was yeah. waiting for like Julie Haggerty to do that. But thankfully, that did not happen. Yeah. So I think I think they stayed away from that enough to keep it interesting. Well, unlike meet, that second, second one. one Felt like a total money grab. Well, you yeah. know, that oh, they yeah, were going to go for it. Yeah. And this I thought it was sweet because he was the, had his first crush on a girl and wanted to get a car. So there was a certain degree of sweetness involved. Same thing. But, you know, obviously Billingsley couldn't play that character because that film was um, 
too late for him. He could not have played 16 when they did this film in the 2000s. Now, I will say I was not as enthralled with this film as you were. However, I could definitely tell it was made with more affection for the characters. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, the one thing that got me that I felt was weird is sort of like the dad's buried. There's no obituary. Dad just dies. They drive. It's like, what? No funeral? No funeral home? No this? No that? It's it's sort of like it, that That really kind of took me out because it what, you want to see a movie about a funeral? What is it? You want to go to the A funeral Christmas home? funeral movie. Oh. Yes. I think but, he was uh, down in the basement. I think she put him on ice till they leave. That's what yeah. I but, um. Well, it was Christmas time. Yeah. So, did I get choked up at the end? The answer is yes. Yeah. But in some ways, I've, it, did I feel that it had more affection for the characters? Yes. But it kind of reminds me of, you know, to me, the most. One that goes for a heartstrings more than any other movie I can remember recently is My Dog Skip. Oh, my you know, God, yeah. Where they do everything they could possibly do to get a, an emotional reaction out of you. Well, isn't that any dog were, film? Any pretty dog much, film. Pretty much. Yeah. Except but My Dog Skip in particular, it's sort of like... Let me guess, does the dog die at the end of that one? Yes. <laughs> Except Cujo. Cujo. <laughs> uh, so, did I feel manipulated? Yes. I, at first, I was very disappointed that Julie Haggerty was in the film because I would have liked to have seen the real mom. Because not only was she in that film, she was also in a film we saw here on uh, Yippie Kaye. Um, she was in, um, what's it, Slapshot? Yes. Where we got to see her breasts. Yeah, that's so I, I wanted point. to see her. Merry yeah. Christmas. Wow. Okay, yeah. thank you, Mr. Skin. And um, <laughs> it was an important scene. It Slapping something. Character. So. <laughs> But Julie Haggerty, I thought was really good. I, that's what I mean. She I physically- resisted her yep. at first. I agree. But then as the film's going on, I'm like, boy, you know, I'm thinking of actresses. I can't think of anyone who would have done a better job with that role. Well, and the they scene did her hair she, just like Melinda Dillon. Well, her the hair scene, was yeah. exactly like the uh, other actor. Where she's trying to avoid the Christmas Carol or something. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> she was, I, I just loved it. That's what I mean. She, she grew on me. And uh, by the way, the wife's, the actress's name, um, Erin Hayes. I just thought she was delightful. What else has she been in? She was in uh, Children's Hospital and a lot of comedy stuff like that. She's very funny. Oh, Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, she was really. uh, The Goldbergs? I guess she was in The Goldbergs. Yeah, for a while. And Debbie, what did you think, Debbie? Okay, so uh, this movie, it it is reminiscent of Christmas's past. And I think that, you know. When we think about Christmas uh, for loved ones that are, are past, you know, it's really hard to, it's a hard place to go to go to when you're, when you're facing what the brothers are going through, you know, and it's, the brothers on the podcast, not yeah, the, the brothers, brothers in the film. Our brothers um, here, uh, John and Ralph Quattrucci with different last Quattrucci. names. Quattrucci. Thank you, Drew. You got it, buddy. They've made that clear. They're two diff- different distincts. Um, one is right and one is wrong, but we don't need to get One was adopted. <laughs> but they're both brothers, and they have this father. So, I mean, it's really sentimental, right, when we think about Christmas past. And um, this movie attempts to recapture those, you know, ancient days to, to me. Well, and um, to be the original they, film. 
that was the whole point of the original film. Gene right. Shepard's. And I think it was like in 1974, I saw this last version that we saw the movie set in 74 right in, which is for 75 you know, ancient history right fellas right oh right this one is set in 75 yeah yeah, yeah. i wasn't so born was i don't like remember a long time ago yeah so but yeah. it was 40 years after the original in their in their world i think it was 40 years after right his, so it's kind of hard to 40 30 you know where we where we place 20. it I always watch a movie and I think, well, how old was I when that was going on? You know, so it, it's a lot of, I think they made some. You did the same thing during Podvavat. You're like, how old was I when that movie was going on? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so that's what you, so you took away, I mean, you know, like I said, with what's going on with me, that the ending is what really got to me. And the fact that he was going and to, to deal with his father's stuff um, and, and, and going back and helping his mother. Now, uh, Debbie also lost. Does this make you nostalgic for your father? Yes, it does. My father died um, uh, two days before Thanksgiving, which was a blessing. You know, it really was a blessing. So we, we were all there uh, the weekend prior to his, um, the, the, the weekend that he, we went to go see him. Then two days later, he um, passed away. So it was um, so nice that the, all the family got together and be together. For his final and we we were all singing back in his room christmas carols and yeah you know it was like amazing well that that this film definitely evoked that but by the way this film was fun this is not a sad film let's just get to that. me it was very nostalgic and very, right very um reeked with um old memories so well again that's what the first movie did for me the very first one yeah. the, this this the christmas story so chris what about you, you? Like chris is the only one with chris in the name is in christmas so yeah. Um, well, I, I can't have Christmas without Chris. Yeah, you can't. Um, I absolutely adore the first one. The 24 hours of a Christmas story doesn't bother me. I just turn it on at various places throughout the day and usually catch most of it. But it's like, you know, of course, you know, I've seen it many, many times. Um, uh, but long story short, you know, I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, very few, very few of us did. Um, but I did catch it on video where it obviously became a big hit. Um, you know, I didn't really, this movie didn't really do much for me. Um, I, I watched it and it was, you know, the ending was definitely kind of brought some things back together, especially, you know, your, your Christmas morning moment, which was terrific. Um, however, like the, the other professional element, I don't want to get to like his professional situation. I could see that like, miles away and that might have been very much the way it happened for gene shepherd right don't get me wrong like right. it might have been actually something of a true moment but it to me it felt like it's like oh hey here's scott farkas and here's scotty and here's flick and here's randy and all of that stuff and it really just kind of felt like it was i was really surprised we didn't make a quick stop back by the chinese restaurant that's so i right. thought that was coming no, I, you know, I really the dogs the dogs were going to come in and well the dogs were there and right. you know all of that kind of stuff um so all in all i was really just kind of i was very mad on this film um i was kind of hoping for something a little different uh it just it just didn't really hit with me um but i will admit that final moment like you know in the morning uh that was pretty that was pretty great you know it's like it's kind of because you kind of forget about it and then it comes back and you're like oh wow yeah because it's yeah. completely logical do you know what i mean it's a completely logical sequence that's uh that's legitimately um 
you know, it's legitimate. But seriously, work. what in this in a in a case like this, what could you expect to be different? What would what would you want it to be like? A serious does not yeah. exist. I don't like. Well, based on the first is, film you're talking about, right? Based yeah, on the first film, why? I, I mean, I'm I, yeah. I'm still one of these people. There's a little part of me that's like, hey, I'm really glad Scotty Schwartz got some non-porn work, you know, <laughs> oh, which is sad but true. Um, but but seriously, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy to see some of these guys getting some work, but it really just. I mean, I, it's not one of these. I'm not one of these people that's going to be like, "Oh, it's ruined the other movie for me." No, right? Like Star Wars: Force that, Awakens, right, right? That doesn't. Whatever, man. I mean, even <laughs> those movies, like as bad as they were, I still love the originals. Anyway, long story short is, I really just I I I watched this film and it just didn't really. Other than a couple of moments where I, I had a smirk or a laugh in that one nice sequence at the end, where I was like, "Oh, that's actually quite sweet." You know, uh, beyond that, like the caroler thing, I just was like, that's dumb. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't. It well, didn't. You really, uh, are you angry about uh, the last film you did? Is that why you're doing this like this? No, not at all. I just, okay. I just felt like this movie to me felt like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound as bad as a Christmas story too, which is what, you know, the way Sean described it is literally, well, that was bad. Hey, let's just take, you know, change the playbook. Let's just change the year. But, you know, all in all, I don't know, like the thing with the ramp and stuff, I was like, eh, I don't know. It just didn't, I, I would have, honestly, I would have been more, I would have had more enjoyment just rewatching Christmas Story again. There you go. That's fair. Well, if Christmas Story was classic. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I. I'm not like saying said, this should replace Christmas Story. No, no, I don't think anyone is. I just, it, it felt very. Um, Forced. Mercenary, maybe. Cash, cash uh, grabby. Yeah. That's the grab? second one. This was yeah. nostalgic, and I'm very happy the actors got, you know, you know, here's these actors. They've been going around their entire life. Oh, I was flicking um, mm-hmm. you know, a Christmas story. And they got another paycheck. And Yeah, probably they, scale, though. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You can tell it was a cheap movie because usually one of the biggest things you use to get the period time is music. And I was really wanted to hear some 70s music, you know what I mean? Or It's a Christmas uh, film, though. I think you're wrong, Sean. I think every dime on the budget was up there on the screen. <laughs> I just think it could have been a little shorter. I don't think yeah, there could have been more like slow-mo. dollars on this movie. <laughs> this okay. was a very limited budget. All right. All right. Well, it is a Discovery production, so, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Drew, a lot of money. Drew and John, you guys can let you guys speak up. I can't wait to hear this. Okay, so... Um, I didn't grow up um, celebrating Christmas, but I remember I was, I guess, nine, and my mom took my brother and I to the movies, and this was the movie that we saw. This was the movie that was playing. There were two little tiny movie theaters on Reisterstown Road uh, in Pikesville, where I grew up, and uh, it was just a, a really like sweet, charming, fun little movie. I remember being like genuinely upset about the tongue on the pole thing like that actually like <laughs> like, a, like that might have been my first exposure to body horror like that might have been why I got into David Cronenberg and alien movies and stuff like that and um I, my mother-in-law um we lost her about 3 years ago and she loved the movie and she loved you know it being on all day during christmas and and that sort of thing and we actually went with her we took her to see um the musical version when it was at the Hippodrome here in Baltimore. And that was, it was just like the movie. Um, and it was very sweet and everything. And then I watched this movie. 
And, um, you know, maybe, I don't know if you remember, the first episode I ever did with you guys was Little Miss Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, the, the very last scene where she does the super freak dance, like that's just something my wife, sometimes if she gets just really bummed or whatever, she'll watch that scene to, to cheer herself up. So after I watched this movie, I wanted to feel something. I wanted to feel alive. So I actually watched the like 15 minutes of the movie Malignant where the, the twin comes out of the back of her head and kills everybody in the police station and throws bodies around stuff because this movie was, it was so, it was so leaden. It was so boring. And, uh, I just, I couldn't believe that it felt like, I guess I felt like what some people think watching RRR is like, it's just so long. And I kept pausing it and looking at the time and saying, can we have dinner? And then we'll come back in an hour. Like it was just, there was nothing about it that connected with me. It was really super disappointing. And would you say it was torturous? I don't know if it was torturous. I mean, I still have my fingernails and stuff, but it, I, I only finished it because we were going to do the episodes. I think it's important to watch the whole movie. Uh, when, uh, we do an episode and, uh, I was very, I don't even know if I was disappointed because I mean, I, I thought if it's more of the same, that's fine because the first movie is a sweet movie. I haven't seen the, uh, Daniel Stern one, but, um, uh, you should probably skip it if that's your review of this one. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm not. I, I, when I heard that you guys, uh, had done that, I didn't say, Oh, I'll do that too. And just to, to try and give you a sense of, I was like, well, let me find another holiday movie. That's a new holiday movie. And I did watch, um, almost 35 minutes of Lindsay Lohan's Falling for Christmas, which is basically her version of Overboard. And that was awful, but, um, also in different ways. God, so, that's no. terrible. Yeah. Somebody oh, I know was writing a script which was overboard for Christmas. And now I'm going to have to send him about this Lindsay Lohan film. Wow. Too late. John, why don't you just get it over? So, with? so yeah. I, I, okay. So I have to do a little background before I tell you what I thought. In my family, our entire life, Christmas was a huge deal for us. Okay. My parents always did a fantastic job uh, with Christmas and it, it was just big in our house. Um, so as a, and I think if I was in a different place, I would have thought differently about this movie than I ended up thinking about it because the first hour or so, all I kept thinking was they're trying to shoehorn so much stuff from the original film into this that it just made me kind of cringe a little bit and want to watch the first film even more. So what ends up happening is because my dad's been in the hospital for just about two weeks and I've been there like every day for between six and eight hours a day. And, and my father always taught me in situations like that, not to be emotional, to be strong. And I've done that. And then the scene, um, Christmas morning, I, uh, just broke down for almost 10 minutes. Like, I mean, I was weeping. It was like the most emotional thing. And uh, a lot of it was based because of my dad. So it definitely changed what I thought about this movie at the end of it, because it just brought back so many memories of my father, my father. Um, geez, and I'm getting emotional now. Um, so I think, if situ if the circumstances were different, I, I definitely would have had a different reaction to the movie because I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's a money grab. I like that P- Peter Billingsley was in it, but I don't think it was necessary uh, based on the first. It's like making a sequel to It's a Wonderful Life. I just I, I, it's unnecessary, and that's 
I think if if I was in a different place, I definitely would have thought that. But the visceral reaction I had to it directly related to my dad does change it a little bit the way I think about it because it really did. Uh, and believe me, no one is more shocked than me than the way I, I was down by myself watching it and I just broke down. And that hasn't happened, you know, since this whole thing started. So, so I do look at it a little bit differently. So that's what I thought about it. Well, and that's the point. Listen, <clears throat> like I said, going in, I was cynical as well. And I was expecting all the beats to happen because I saw that Daniel Stern one. I saw the, the, um, Charles Grodin one and I knew they all did the same thing. And this one was heading in that direction. And yeah, it got schmaltzy and that whole scene at the end where everybody comes into the house that you're talking about, that's a pretty emotional scene because it's all based on the fact that they're honoring their fa- that that right. his father, the old man. Right. Um and how important family is and what that all means. And you know, yes, the little girl was a little too precocious for her own good. You know, she has a scene with Santa and it's completely flips what happened to him when he met Santa. Um, but still, I, I do, did we need this sequel? No, we did not need this sequel. Was it fun to see those guys again, Flick and Schwartz and, you know, the bar scenes and that scene in the bar where the phone rings and nobody wants him to answer it because it could be one of the wives. And, you know, it was cute. There was some funny scenes in here that that I thought, what's that? That's a nice ritual like that. Well, it's, it just, you know, it, it's, it was nice. And, and I think I, I, I got, uh, like I said, the wife really enthralled me. And Julie Haggerty really got to me. And I think it was funny uh, his uh, some of the issues he had with the kids yeah. through the course of the movie. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Oh, the, yeah, when he that was yeah. Don't, uh, we're not giving right. away anything. Some things but it was funny. That, I thought that, that was funny. Yeah. And I didn't think I. You know what? I actually disagree with you a little on the kids. I didn't think the kids were bad. I don't think there was precocious little kids like you normally see in a movie. I thought they were a little better than that. Actually, a little bit. That didn't bother me. The bully, bit. the kid who played the bully, yeah. and the one with the freaking hat. Yeah. That was kind of lame. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, there you go. Um, but I understand because I definitely got emotional at the end, uh, based on what was going on. So, and yeah. what's going on. All right, let me, so say, let's, uh, let me yeah. say one thing, John and, and Ralph. I'm really sorry. I know that your dad has been in the hospital. I'm really sorry that that's going on. And, and, and if you're there that much, uh, he's incredibly lucky to have that because, um, that's what we were able to do for my in-laws as they were dying. And it's, it, it's funny because the nurses at this point, I'm sure they know who you are. And they really appreciate when somebody has that yeah. kind of support. So that's very sweet. And and there's four of us there on yeah. shift, so it's not yeah. Yeah, it's, so. it's wonderful. And it's funny because there's a it's at this point it's it's kind of a joke, but uh, November in our house is is a lot of sad stuff has happened. You know, everything from losing family members and life events and losing pets. Like it it all seems to come together. And there's been a number of times where all these people have told us, you know, take a break and go to the movies. And every time they send us to the movies, it was about dead parents. It was like the Savages. It was the Mr. Rogers movie. Well, the Savages is terrible, but the, the Tom Hanks Mr. Rogers movie is a wonderful movie. And it got me thinking, like, you know, a lot of these Christmas movies are about death and life without you and all these other things. Like, you know, It's a Wonderful Life, which I just discovered finally for the first time a couple of years ago, thanks to you, John. And so <laughs> I think um, I think it's uh, it's good that you had that reaction to the movie because um, – you know, you, you are feeling what you're feeling and, uh, I'm sorry that you're feeling it. I'm sorry about your dad, but it gave you a little outlet. I think that's really nice. Yeah. I think it's really nice. But you're right. You know, we like even three idiots. There's a scene in three idiots with fathers and parents. And, yeah. yeah. It's all you know, about every that. Movie, yeah. Every movie yeah. you can wrap around, you just, but this one, mainly because it meant so much to me at the, because I saw it the day it came out. Like I saw the release 
didn't yeah. know what it was. So I have a big because history. the original. Yeah. The original. So I have a huge yeah. history with this film, which is maybe why I was a little more easy on this one. And I was not wanting to be easy. I was ready for it to be a piece of turd to shit, but they, I thought they did a pretty nice job. So anyway, let's, uh, I'll, I'll just say I'm Yippie Kaye on this one. So you guys can all let me well, know. I'm going to say Yippie Kaye for the memories. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, you know what? I agree with that. I'll, I'll give it a Yippie Kaye for that reason. And the reaction it, it So you're saying people should watch the film. That's what you're saying. I think I look think if you, so. It brings your family I mean, it's about yeah. family and it's about memories and you know It's not a great movie. Listen, this I is mean, not like for me, Love Actually is a repeat film I'll watch every Christmas. Yeah. Same with uh, Christmas vacation. This will not be one I'll watch every Christmas. Right. And it used to be the original yeah, I'd watch would, every Christmas, but this I This would even, not be a go to Christmas no. movie like the first one no, definitely no, is. No. So yeah. And Christmas uh, Vacation, same yeah. thing. Uh, Sean? Um, yippee. Meh. Okay. Um, but, you know, I was a sucker. I got emotionally pulled in. I resented it, though. <laughs> they got me, the bastards. Yeah. yeah. Chris? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, yippee kai nay. Uh, oh, you really that, didn't like that Caroler scene, huh? Christmas Caroler. I, I just, scene? That was it, I, it just like you know, I, I'm going to agree with Drew on this. Everything just felt flat. And yeah, flat. <laughs> I uh, like the final scene at Christmas time. That was good. That was strong. Yeah, you know. Um, but then, like I said, the issue with his um, his professional career change. Right. Uh, yeah, that was like it may have been realistic, but you know that may have been what happened. But it just I had a feeling. But like I said, I would say, you know what? Skip it. Just watch the old one again. Yeah, I agree with I don't, that. I don't disagree with that. You know. Now, Drew, you liked it, right? Well, what I, what I would say is I, I think, um, like, I get why people would like it, would want to see it. I mean, I was curious about it because I liked the first one. I think it's a charming movie and everything. I really think you should watch Malignant because it's got a much more dynamic story. It's a lot of stuff about parents, siblings, like all this stuff. And the really, I mean, the last half hour is you, you are genuinely surprised, which was the complete opposite of this movie. So my, my review of A Christmas Story Christmas is I recommend you stay on HBO Max and you go watch Malignant. All right, that's, uh, that's some... That's a ringing thing. endorsement that's right great. there. All right, let's immediately get to what you watch and clear this out. So, uh, Drew, what'd you watch? Well, I'm going to talk about uh, five Malignant. things. But four, four of them are really one thing, so don't get scared. Uh, okay. The first thing I want to recommend, um, I was sort of <laughs> curious about it. My wife was very curious about it. I'm very glad that we watched it. It's a new uh, documentary on Netflix. It's called Stutz. It's Jonah Hill's documentary. He basically wanted to make a movie about his therapist because uh, his therapist has been helping him deal with a lot of very challenging things, including some specific things that I won't say because it's part of the movie. Um and it's it's really interesting because uh this guy has a very specific approach to how he helps people and how he thinks therapists do and don't help people and how they can get something or not get something out of it but the movie itself there's so much more to it and what it has to say about you know making a movie and telling a story like this and it was it's i mean maybe 90 minutes it's absorbing it's beautifully shot it's mostly in black and white and i mean i i've always jonah hill's one of those people i've just always felt a lot of affection for him he's been in so many different movies he's so many he's so many different kinds of performances and it's it's very raw and it's very sweet and it's definitely worth a watch the other four things um i watched four trailers this week that made a, a big um impression on me one i uh, was called violent night with david harbour as santa claus foiling a home invasion that just looked fun 
One is called The Machine, where they take Burt Kreischer, the stand-up's signature um, routine about accidentally robbing a train in Russia and turned it into an action movie starring Burt Kreischer, which looks very funny. But the two that really got me, um, there's one called Cocaine Bear. Um, oh, my God. a bear that... You know, eats cocaine that falls out of an airplane. I saw that. It looks, it looks amazing. It's got a great yeah. cast. It's directed yeah. by Elizabeth Banks. That's in February. That, that, I, that will bring me to the theater. And That's the other, the other one that I, I don't know, man. I've been burned before by Crystal Skull, but that new Indiana Jones trailer is pretty awesome. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and time travel. Please. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the story is other than, um, I guess they do a lot of de-aging of Harrison Ford yeah. and you don't, I mean, I didn't really see it in the theater. I imagine we'll see it more in the movie, like watching yeah. Robert De Niro beat up somebody with his old man body as a young man in The Irishman. But, um, I don't remember the last time I saw a bunch of trailers where I was like, Oh, I really. I really want to see a bunch of those. So hopefully the, at yeah. least a few of them, like Cocaine Bear will turn out to deliver. Cocaine bear looks yep. insane. Crystal skull scares me off of that. Oh, I know, right? Yep. But I'm I'm foolish. I'm always drawn to the Spielberg edge. What are you yeah. going to do? All right. Uh, Sean and Debbie. Do you have anything you want to say, Deb? We just watched the football game. Well, we I also watched. We won by one. That was an uh, offensive juggernaut, that football game. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, those. Watch. You know. Lamar. How, Mar- how long is Lamar out? I'm not sure. Not sure. He strained his knee. He's out for yeah, a while. But he is like a, watching a dance move and R, R, and R. Well, yeah, except he you know, gets hurt. <laughs> he, he runs around too much. He, he's great. But I watched him. Um, by the way, who won the um, Jacksonville game? I missed the end. You missed the end of the – oh, uh, Jacksonville didn't win that game. He, didn't he get hurt? Trevor Lawrence got killed, didn't okay. he? Uh, okay. He got hurt. But um, I watched um, – Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, great time. movie. Nice. And you know what? Some films don't hold up. Yeah. That is a monster yeah. film. That, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I I sought it out because I've been watching the trailer for um, Avatar. Ugh. And I'm like, every Agreed. time I watch that trailer, I'm like, this is every worst impulse of, um, what's the director? For Cameron. James Cameron. Yeah. I mean, you see the first one? Dances with the first one I like, but I don't remember anything that I, I felt like the first one when I saw it was written by a 15-year-old. Like well, the fifth he's element, such a but bad not fun. writer. Like Titanic would be great. great I love film. Fifth element. It is a great film, but some of that dialogue and some of those characters are just so unbelievable. But he had a co-writer on Judgment Day, and I think other than one or two, which you would call Cameron Flourishes, it's a really tight film. Oh, it's a great yeah. film. Really yeah. well written. Yeah. He should have that guy co-writing everything he does. Yeah. And it really held up and Schwarzenegger and, you know, every Robert Patrick and Eddie, Eddie Furlong. Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton when she got pumped. You know, it just really holds together. It's a great yeah. movie. Yep. It's going to be that and Aliens are Cameron's great films and then Titanic. But I may have to do a re- for my own channel. A reaction to that um, Avatar trailer. It's like I'm watching the trailer. When first Avatar came out, it, I think it was one of the first films that was like totally invented world, you know. And that's what was amazing. A 3D. We saw it in 3D, and it was totally invented. And it was fascinating just to be in that world. But now, practically every superhero film is an invented world, which is people in front of green screen and I just don't, I don't see anything in that story that says, 
man, I got to go out and see that movie. Except the blue people. The only thing good about Avatar, it was the best 3D I've ever seen. Yeah, the live stuff at the beginning. There was live stuff at the beginning, I remember. But the movie was terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. You know, it's funny it's, you mentioned uh, Terminator 2 because I, I probably said this in the RRR episode, but Terminator 2, I think it was 15 when I saw that. So, and I loved it and I still love it. And it hasn't been a movie that I'm afraid to revisit or anything, but it's one of those things because it's such a good movie and such an influential movie. And cause I remember it so well, like I'll see other movies and I'll see other things and I'll remember little things from that movie. And yeah. when we saw RRR, when they're doing the piggyback ride, and he reaches up and he pulls the bolts of the rifle and it's just so cool. It was just like you just saw him on, yeah, with the lever action yeah. shotgun on the motorcycle. Yeah. Cause I remember that, <laughs> that happened in the theater and the whole audience went, Oh, cool. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. And the motorcycle really jumping off the middle of that. Yeah, it's just, it's just great. I'm glad that you, you had such a positive experience. And I agree. Cameron, I mean, I love aliens too. So he's, a oh yeah. Uh, John, what'd you watch? I, I gotta be honest with you. I haven't been watching much. So I'll just talk about a football game I watched last night when, Tom Brady with only six minutes left scores actually, two actually touchdowns. Five and a half. It was less five and a five, half minutes five, left. Yeah. Who and by the way, looked awful. <laughs> Fifty six minutes. Looked terrible. Yeah. Screaming at the coach. And he just does it every time. What's it's their just for that's yeah, uh, they're, they're I think even. it's six and six. Yeah, they're, they're fifty. Yeah, He's but, but that's le- that's leading their division. Yeah, oh, I know. Boy. And you don't watch the Manning cast, right? That they No. So, That's too goofy. Well, for me. they were on with Randy Moss while all this was. Oh, going really? On. Yeah, I would and like to quite, have seen that. It's quite fascinating because wow. they kept they kept bringing up the Super Bowl, <sighs> the helmet catch, and it's then oh yeah, Brady at the you know the first couple quarters is throwing interceptions and they're both yeah. putting their head in their hands and uh, yeah, Tommy. But you just think about that guy, forty five years Tommy's old, still, still doing competing I mean, the they, way he is. It's, it's really unbelievable. Every time they say he's done, he comes and does. He that bathes game. in blood. Yeah. The divorce was the best thing that happened. Yeah, not, he's playing yeah. better oh, since. Then. All right, Chris, did you watch a football game too? No, oh. no, I didn't. Uh, but I did watch the first uh, couple episodes of Sandbaggers on Drew's uh, suggestion. Oh, did you like it? It's uh, excellent. Um, oh, okay. it's one of those ones. That's a, it's three British si- series, and it's even shorter than most. It's only like four episodes a series. Oh, yep. so I'm already like preemptively angry that there's only twelve episodes. That's <laughs> yeah. how much I enjoyed it. But my my wife and I did get to go to the movies um, up in uh, Chicago. We got a little time, so we went to the movies, and we saw the Banshees of Inishirin. Ooh, and how is that? That is. Uh, it's hard to describe that movie. It's relentlessly grim. After of it, my wife said, "You know what? That movie was obviously put out by British propaganda because it's it's what I liked about it was it's a black comedy if there ever was one. But it's it basically you know how we've seen so many Irish films or I, movies set on these little islands." near Ireland or off the coast of Ireland and everything's kind of funny and everybody's quirky. No, these are miserable people all on this miserable, dull little island. And um, that's kind of the point of it. It's pretty, um, I won't say that's the point of it. Um, you know, and it's basically, it's basically about a guy who's starting to realize he's, his own mortality is, is closing in on him and he's decided that he wants to act differently. Um, and that means that one of his friends he can't lifelong really, friend, a lifelong friend. He just, I'm tired of wasting my time with you in the pub. This is with Colin Farrell, right? Yeah, Colin Farrell and, um, yeah, and Lisa. Lisa. Okay. Who, who were fantastic together in, in Bruges. In Bruges, which is, which is great. It's a great, yeah. fantastic film. But I, yeah. but honestly, coming out of this movie, I wasn't like super happy or super thrilled or <laughs> thinking it was super great. Um, it's one to maybe catch on, on. Then your wife went partying. 
Well, yeah, we, we later after that we went out and had a really great time. But there you go. You know, we got to clear that stuff. Well, Chris, exactly. did you did you see three billboards by the same director? I, you know, I did not see the three billboards in Ebbett or Ebbings, Missouri, whatever that's called. Now that was pretty happy. Yeah, yeah. that was lighthearted. Yeah, I mean, I love I love in Bruges, but I mean, I, I hear the banshees of Inisherin is cut from a similar cloth, so I'm very excited to see it. But I, it, it sounds like it, dreary. It, it it is, but I mean, don't get me wrong. If you like a good dark comedy, you will probably like. I enjoyed it more than my wife did. In Bruges was Bruges moody like that too. Yeah, that was, it, oh, that's it's very similar. It, it reminds me of the story. It reminds me of the story that of a a woman um, was hitting her head, kept on hitting her head. And the doctor asked her why she was doing that, and she and she said, "Because it feels so good when I stop." Jesus. That movie. I've been waiting for one of those. Yeah, because you know sometimes you just want to be miserable. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chris, happens. Chris, check out Three Billboards. I think I think uh, you'd have a, a, a good time with it. It's an interesting movie. We'll do. Oh, you don't have to hit your head on it right. if you don't well, like it. I if that doesn't get it, subscribe. I will. also went to the movies this weekend, and I oh. also saw the trailer for uh, Cocaine Bear. And oh, you saw it in the theater. Nice. Yes, that thing looks out of control. And yep. not to mention Mafia Mama with um. Uh, what's her name? Mafia Mama. Uh, hereditary. What's her name? Films. Yeah, Hereditary. Kate Blanchett. I'm not Kate no. Blanchett. Uh, Tony Collette. Tony Collette plays a mafia. I got my at actresses mixed up. I can't wait. Anyway, I saw Violent Night with David. Oh, Hall, oh. how was it? Which is Die Hard at Christmas. How was it? It was fucking awesome. Okay, oh, cool. that's how it was. Now it's, that's it's how we some get of the reviews. Some of the reviews are a little iffy, but uh, this thing is David Harbor is fantastic. I'll now bet. we all saw. Did you see Fat Man last year with Mel Gibson? Yes. I didn't see it, but no. Yeah, where he where yeah. where someone some little kid puts a hit on on santa claus uh, on santa and mel claus, gibson yeah. is santa claus <laughs> yeah and that one santa was claus. crazy yeah. this I one is literally just die hard santa claus he's really up, santa claus right he's, he's really santa he's claus, legitimately yeah. santa claus um it from from the moment it starts it's tongue-in-cheek and and great and john leguizamo playing the mean the main villain uh, is great and there's so many obviously there's a ton of shout outs to die hard i mean it's all over the place down to music there's music in there that tinkles and there's other things that happen it's die hard is it worth seeing in the movie theater 100 percent. all right you know and it's the same guy who directed dead snow you ever see dead snow mm -hmm. about the, dead about the nazi zombies yeah that come dead alive snow is better, resort. that's fun yeah. that. Um, would you say it, the second one was better? Yeah, the the first one is kind of like a little slow, and um, you kind of think, when is this going to really like explode? And the second premise, one is completely say. insane, like yeah. Nazi zombies in tanks, and it's just great. I mean, you see in the tray if you watch the trailer, you see most of the uh, good stuff, and there's such a good homage to uh, Home Alone too. There's there's not Home Alone too, Home Alone also, <laughs> Home, Home Alone as well, uh, so, yeah. Home Alone. Uh, and I, I thoroughly and I had a great time in the theater. Cool. It was great. It was great. Very uh, cool. It might That's be my trailer. new second favorite Christmas film. Uh, after right, a Christmas right story, Christmas. No, Next to Love Actually. After uh, um, Love Actually. No, Christmas Vacation is. Oh, up there. That's where's it. Love Actually? It love Actually is not. Object. I mean, I just love watching it, but uh, oh, Christmas, Christmas you're, Vacation you're is such a romantic round. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. So now we're gonna spin for next week's movie so again it's a holiday film can be one you watch didn't watch you want to watch whatever you just decide what it is whoever gets picked i think all we right. should put all the top movies up to, no sorry that's here we go 
There it is. Okay, Drew, you're up. All right, so um, I actually know already what movie uh, I want to bring. Um, I was thinking, uh, I was like, you know, we've we've watched a lot of holiday movies, and we've talked about a lot of holiday movies, and I was like, what about The Ice Storm? But that's really a Thanksgiving movie. And I was thinking maybe Anna and the Apocalypse, which is a wonderful uh, Christmas zombie musical movie that I do recommend. But I'm going to go with a movie that was a, a very big release. It's got huge movie stars as a legendary director. Um, I have a whole thesis about why it's a Christmas movie. If your first reaction is that it isn't, even though it's set in New York at Christmas, uh, I think we should watch and discuss Eyes Wide Shut by Stanley Kubrick. Christmas. <laughs> okay. I saw it, it with my Christmas. dad uh, in the theater, and it was a big family <laughs> movie for me. And um, I have not watched it in a long time. And I remember I my reaction to it, so I'm kind of curious to see what I think about it now. I have just recently seen that, so you just gave me a break. I don't have to worry this week. There I you go. have to do is an you Indian film. Like so, yeah, interesting pick. All right. Yeah. Right. Says Christmas like John is so shut. John is so. <laughs> oh, he wanted happy Christmas films. <laughs> Here we go. I don't know. I don't know that it's it's not happy. But we'll oh, find no, out. Definitely no. <laughs> I think they're all happy during the uh, orgy. And, uh, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Back when they yeah. were happily married. Yeah. Well, they were married at least. So. Yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely takes place at Christmas, right? Big Christmas right, parties. I'll have, get, I'll have to get Rosie to watch this one. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it is, it is a, it is a, it's the, the last movie, although he, he died right before it was finished, but it's the last movie that one of the greatest directors of all time made. So Kubrick. just for that alone, it's worth investigating. But you know, I yeah. mean, you can, you can run hot and cold on the best movies either also, but I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. I don't know what, what hat you're going to wear next week, John. I'm probably going to wear a mask. Yeah, wear a gold, <laughs> wear a gold mask. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, subscribe or an Epstein mask. Subscribe, hit the button. You know, do some good stuff. Get us uh, get smash us, the like smash button. Smash the like button for the holidays, at least. Thanks for watching, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank uh, you. For eyes wide shut next week. Have a good week, everybody. See you guys. Yeah. yeah.